0: On the show today, rare issues for some outlaw contenders. Rico stays rolling, RTJ hunts the front, and tragedy with USAC. Let's go. It's Monday, April 10th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Happy National Sprint Car Day. It is 410 after all. Uh, We've got uh, definitely plenty of Sprint Car stuff to talk about today. Before we dive in, the show has a new partner and I'm excited for this one. He was a Ward of Outlaws winner over the weekend and today he's hooking you guys up with a nice discount code on his merch. Head over to ShopRico.com to pick up all of the greatest apparel for Rico Abreu. He's got the new through-the-year shirts uh, and hoodies that show off a bunch of his old past race cars. He's got the new Invader and Neon gear as well. And if you like a deal, all the rowdy stuff is on sale right now. That includes shirts, stickers, koozies, and more. When you check out over at ShopRico.com, make sure you use code INVADER24 at checkout to get 24% off of your purchase. That's code INVADER24 at ShopRico.com. Really appreciate Rico's support of what I'm doing here with the show. Uh, With the Outlaws over the weekend, David Gravel entered as the points leader. He's basically been there all season to this point, but leaving the weekend, things have shuffled somewhat. Issues for Gravel on Friday night promoted Brad Sweet to the top, and then problems for the Big Cat Saturday have left Carson Macedo as the guy they're now all chasing. Friday night at US 36 Raceway, it was Sheldon Huddenshield who went to victory lane after a wild battle, also uh, included Macedo and Gravel. The hotline was very much on display, and this really felt like the first time this season we've seen the Sheldon we've grown accustomed to in recent years. If you haven't watched those highlights, if you haven't watched that race, I would definitely encourage you to jump over to Dervision and do that. Uh, there was a lot of big moves, Sheldon battling out front. He did make some mistakes, but ultimately got the win. And things did align well for the 17 group on Friday night. They'd won this race the last time it was run in 2020, and three-eighths mile tracks have really been Sheldon's bread and butter. Uh, in his career, 13 of his 32 Outlaw wins have come on this size racetrack. That's over 40% of his wins. Behind the victory, Macedo and suite took podiums, which boosted them in the standings after Gravel had a crash and DNF. It was a very rare mistake from Gravel. He had uh, issues kind of all by himself, really. It was his worst finish since a 20th at Husets way back in June of last year. 52 races between DNFs for Gravel also wanted to give a hat tip to brock zierfoss he grabbed his first outlaw top five since weed sport in july of 2022. at 81 speedway on saturday rico abreu led flag to flag for his second outlaw score of the season johnny gibson started talking about the track taking rubber in three and four right around halfway but i thought the racing stayed pretty solid through the finish masito tried to make something happen against rico lay but the 24 was able to defend The way Ricky Warner has got that 24 rolling right now, I think Rico is going to be a big problem wherever he shows up this season, whether that's with the Outlaws, the All-Stars, High Limit, or really anywhere else. If Rico was running full-time, his average finish right now would be good enough for him to be fourth in the Outlaw standings. Macedo leaves the weekend as the points leader thanks to two second-place finishes and issues for both gravel and sweet. The 49th started 11th on Saturday, but then he had a flat and a spin, and he had to go to the back. He ended up 14th on the night. Macedo is the only driver to finish in the top 10 in all 12 races so far, and his streak has been pushed to 18 straight top 10s now. A little bit further down the order was another forgettable weekend for Donnie Shots in the TSR 15. Weekend finishes of 11th and 13th mean Donnie has now gone four straight races without a top 10 result. It's the longest such streak since he went five straight races outside the top 10 in the spring of 2021. He continues to lose ground to the front runners. Later this week, the Outlaws are at Peebley for two nights. And with the All-Stars having to push back their opener because of rain, we saw a bunch of those guys scattered to other shows around the country. We had some race with the Outlaws, some race with the IRA. You know, other guys went to central Pennsylvania. And I was honestly a little bit surprised about what Justin Peck ended up doing, going all the way to Kansas and Missouri with the Outlaws. And obviously, I know he's not full-time All-Star anymore, but he seemed like he was kind of a prime candidate to maybe snipe some wins around PA with all three of those tracks racing. Friday night at the Grove, Danny Dietrich was out of contention early after he hit the turn for guardrail, uh, kind of uh, the inside guardrail uh, coming to the green, flattened his left front tire. That race turned into a battle between Anthony Macri and Freddie Raymer. Uh, things got a little spicy in that one late. There was definitely some contact in there between the two. And then those two racing allowed Zeb Wise to get into the fight. Uh, Macri actually led at the white flag, but the lapper of Scotty Thiel slowed his progress down the backstretch and Zeb slipped by to score the victory. Macri and Raymer rounded out the podium. I know there have been some internal changes at Rudine. I think this could be a good sign for those guys. Zeb hasn't traditionally run well at the Grove, so I think a win there is big. And then he backed it up Saturday with a podium at Port Royal as well. And that Port show was interesting because you don't often see Lance DeWeese outdueled, especially by a young guy like Devin Borden. At Lincoln Speedway Saturday night, Kyle Moody charged up from 8th to bag his first win at the track since 2019. Chase Dietz and Billy Dietrich rounded out the podium in that one. And I do want to talk about the IRA today. They opened their season with two shows at 34 Raceway. Friday night, it was Hunter Schoenberg beating uh, beating Parker Price Miller back to the line for the victory. Afterwards, PPM was upset at Sawyer Phillips for slowing in front of him late. Uh, Sawyer off the pace as a lap car. And the, the move definitely hurt PPM's progress, but I don't think it specifically caused PPM to win. Schoenberg ripped the top in three and four on that final lap and had a big head of steam coming to the checker. And then on Saturday, we had drama in the feature and drama after the feature. Contact between leader Bill Baylog and Chase Randall sent the North Pole nightmare tumbling down the front stretch. Big digger, uh, and he was not happy about it. Randall went on to the win, but Baylog met him in victory lane to show his displeasure, and uh, IRA officials had to restrain Baylog there. And it wasn't over, as Randall was later found to be light at the scales, which then handed the win to Austin McCarl. Uh, A lot of drama there. Do not sleep on these IRA races this season. A lot of good competition there, and I think this championship battle with those guys could come all the way down to the finish like it did last season. Uh, now in California, Corey Day topped Justin Sanders in the NARC season opener at Hanford. Good show out there. Uh, and then afterwards, this is one of those where they had several guys knock the wings off uh, and then they ran again for 15 more laps. Ryan Bernal topped the non-wink feature over Corey Day. Down at Alltech this weekend, the new Hunt the Front Series got rolling with a 20,000 win show at Alltech. They had 40 cars for that one. Very national team heavy in that one. Names like Ricky Thornton Jr., Shane Clanton, Mike Marler, Deb Moran, Brandon Overton, Tim McCready, all in attendance with that one. And some of the rainouts and some of the issues we had elsewhere definitely helped with that field. Ashton Winger and Joseph Joyner led the field to green with Joyner out front early. Shane Clanton also led a bunch of laps, but it was 14th starting RTJ who drove through the field to score the 20-gram. Clanton and Marler completed the podium. Kudos to the Hunt the Front guys for switching that schedule up and running the big money race on Friday with weather looming for Saturday. They did not have to do that, uh, but it ended up working out and they were uh, paid off for it with a nice field of cars. At Brownstown on Saturday night in the return of the Northern All-Stars late model, seventh starting Bobby Pierce picked up the $6,000 victory over Nick Hoffman and Spencer Hughes. Uh, later this week, the super late model schedule picks up significantly. We've got that hundred grand show at Bulls Gap with XR. There's uh, a lot of other regional racing going on as well, and actually, there's an XR show tomorrow night as well. So, if you're a late model fan, a lot more to uh, look forward to this weekend. In weekend modified action, Matt Shepard scored the twelve thousand dollar Elite Series victory at Orange County Fair Speedway with the short track super series. Uh, It looked like Jimmy Horton's engine was laying down late in that one. He led a bunch of laps, uh, but. With his engine going south, that kind of took the battle down to Larry White and Matt Shepard at the end with Shepard coming out on top. Short Track Super Series goes quiet now for about a month. The next race is scheduled for May 9th. Finally today, we had tragedy strike over the weekend with USAC. Ohio driver Justin Owen died after a qualifying crash during the USAC National Sprint Car Event at Lawrenceburg Speedway. Owen was the track champion at Lawrenceburg in 2022 and had made just two previous National Series starts, both at the Berg. 26-year-old driver grew up just 20 minutes from the racetrack where he competed regularly. USAC ended up canceling the remainder of the event. It's yet another chilling reminder of how dangerous this sport still is and how cruel it can be. The need for added improvement of safety with the cars and the racetracks remains ever present. And I hope everyone involved will continue to keep pushing in these areas. It's just too damn important. Thoughts today are with Justin's family and friends as they deal with his loss. Hope you guys have a good and safe Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.